0: everybody, and welcome to the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast. This is episode 25, Monday, November 14th, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, Threats, It's Insight and Perspective for Members of the Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee. On the podcast today, Blaine Disrud, CFA, Trader Research Analyst. Welcome.
1: Hi, Danny. Jason
0: Cooper, Trader Research Analyst. Thanks, Danny. How's it going? Good, thanks. Welcome, guys. We've got
2: a busy week from a data perspective, producer price index coming out. We'll get additional insight into inflation, Redbook's same-store sales and retail sales, find out how the consumer's holding up, and then existing home sales and housing starts and completion. So that'll provide some great insight into the housing market.
1: 100% seen sales slow down. We've seen interest rates where they're at with mortgages where they're going. And overall, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see how that housing market's holding up because that's been one of the areas that's been hit the hardest. Working into the SWAT podcast, let's get into strengths. Uh, Jason, what are you seeing there?
2: I'm seeing a broad-based rally on this inflation print that we had last Thursday. Inflation declining faster than expected. And the real standout winner for the week was the NASDAQ. These downbeaten growth stocks rallied materially on Thursday. It's actually one of the top 20 largest moves since 1971 coming in at number 14. And Blaine, I know this is strengths, but it's interesting that about 80% of those moves occur during bear markets.
1: I'm going to like put a plug in for the financial planning team here, because if we're looking at that, you got major moves in bear markets on the upside. you got clients that come in, they're worried about what's going on in the market. How does that happen? And if there's a financial plan in place, it shouldn't be a worry of what's going on in the market. It should actually be, let's look at what opportunities could be had in these bear market and how can the portfolio get positioned in a way to capture that opportunity and come out on the other side and and really reap the benefits of going through a bear market because that's where you position a portfolio to make money and to your point big upside uh, last week given that inflation print and going forward we're going to have to see how that plays out but market clearly is looking for any sign of a drop in inflation
2: yeah, and the less profitable the company, the better. The Goldman Sachs Unprofitable Tech Index rallied 15%. So almost twice the move as the NASDAQ. And I think that was just a testament to the desire to buy risk in this environment.
1: I mean, I think we'll hit this later on with the threats, but grain of salt with what's going on there. It's great to see the market react in that way and that they're wanting to come back into the market and there's a lot of momentum behind that but there's some caveats to what happened last week and uh if we should really believe the the recent rally that we saw well then why don't we just move into weaknesses and, and blaine what are you saying? yeah the dollar got crushed last week um <laughs> we had a four percent drop which in currency terms that's a big move you usually don't see currency fluctuate in that sense this year's been bit interesting given the fact that the dollar has been as strong as it has given the fact that the Fed has been tightening and now with the drop that we saw 4% last week the market's pricing in that the Fed's going to slow down or the Fed's going to pause or pivot or something and you're going to hear a lot of chatter I think from Fed speakers this week trying to tamp down that expectation of the Fed really coming out and stopping the tightening cycle but we've also had the three to ten year or three month to ten year treasury inversion and that's been sustained through the last few weeks and it can go for a while but that's signaling that we're headed towards a recession Uh, we just have seen that in the past so that needs to be continually watched and then the economic data that flows with that needs to be watched as well
2: yeah and we as we mentioned we have a lot of upcoming economic data this week so i think our internal expectation is that on the margin it will show weakening economy But, you know, the the weakness in the dollar is is actually presenting us with with some opportunities. And one of the areas that has been really interesting, you know, it's global trade and, and international earnings. And with respect to dollars, if it's appreciating, they're relatively scarce and it becomes difficult to finance global trade. So having that weakening is actually a stimulus to the greater global economy. And it's similarly a stimulus to these mega cap domestically oriented companies that derive a lot of their earnings overseas.
1: And that's a really good point. I mean, international and emerging markets with a weakening dollar becomes a really strong opportunity going forward. And it's something that as the Fed pairs back its hikes or let's say quantitative tightening in the next 12 to 24 months that really gives investors something to look into as far as international and emerging markets from not just a valuation standpoint, but then also the cross-currency appreciation that they might get off of a weakening dollar. So with respect to those
2: emerging market opportunities, you've been paying a lot of attention to mm-hmm. that and you highlighted numerous drivers that we're seeing. So maybe maybe you could just speak to some of those, Blaine.
1: Yeah, the upside that you see could come from the fact that there's already more or less a recession in europe the earnings there have come down and they're working through a lot of issues regarding just oil this past year which for the most part we get through spring of next year and those year-over-year comps really fall off energy for europe as a cost won't be as big in cpi for them Uh, and then also in the emerging market space there's going to be a pickup in activity most likely with china with the idea that they are pulling back some of their COVID restrictions. They're coming out and saying they're not, but behind the scenes and like what you're seeing actually happen from an activity standpoint is starting to show that there there might be some alleviation there. As to when that actually comes off, those COVID restrictions come off, is, is anyone's guess, but it's likely that it's starting to happen over the next 12 to 24 months.
2: And sticking on China, it seemed over the weekend they had... I don't know if I would call it an announcement, but they're at least alluding to the fact that they're going to start providing some support for for the property sector.
1: Yeah, and they almost have to. I mean, there's been a lot of issues going on with the debt space over there. And the fact that we're finally seeing them step in and help is a really positive sign. As far as emerging debt in that space, I think there's a need, serious need for credit analysis, especially in China, just because it's hard to truly know how much debt is actually on the books. It's a bit opaque, but there's definitely opportunity coming there, something that really should be monitored.
2: And it seems like the way they made the announcement or or leaked the announcement was that they wanted to start driving more housing sales. And if that's the case, there are also a bunch of other areas that could benefit particularly in the real assets, which we've been discussing in the past because China is just such a massive consumer of commodities. And the housing space has been responsible for a lot of that consumption given the increased amounts of copper and cement and all those other commodities that actually go into building some of these residencies.
1: Yeah, the most recent news was that they were going to step in and help fund or make sure that funding was available for any projects that were like existing. So they were ensuring that housing starts or projects that had already started will get completed to make either the investor hole or the consumer hole uh, as they get through that project for whatever they're building over in China.
2: So I think we would expect then Chinese relative strength or the rate of improvement in China to have positive impacts for the entire Asian Pacific region just given how significant of an economy or significant of a presence China is.
1: Not just in like the Asian region, but also outside of that, because they have a lot of investments outside of just that region. They have investments in Africa, Central America, and South America as well. That If China is doing well, that means they, they can continue to make investments outside of China, um, it- which is good.
2: It's not just the investments as well. It's also the fact that they are massive consumers, so they can import a lot from those regions as, as well. So it should be a nice global stimulus in addition to the weakness that we saw out of the dollar last week. The other important thing to highlight is the demographic trends that are favorable. You know, you have younger populations that have the ability to develop more human capital on a relative basis since they are compared to you know the developed economies less educated. And that could translate to relatively stronger growth within these economies. So maybe we'll turn it over to threats. And Blaine, this is something that we've been discussing a lot over the last week. It's, it's with the market rallying so strongly, is it almost like it's undoing some of the tightening that we've seen from the Fed? And, and how does that relationship develop further?
1: Yeah, that will help bring down tight financial conditions with a, a rally that we saw. Which is good, it's a positive. You've actually had in the last like week a bunch of companies that had like offerings on the shelf just waiting, have actually come back to the banks and said, Let's get this going and let's try and get some issuance out before year end. And that's a real positive sign. That means that markets are starting to open up again from the standpoint of getting debt out and issuing capital to fund projects, which is a is a positive sign. The fear there is they do this companies go out they finance those projects it's still tight conditions in general like it's still a tightening process that the fed's going through they and the fed really needs to come out and make that clear because i think the market got a bit ahead of itself last week with the idea that oh wow cpi's 7.7 okay (laughs) here we go like we're getting better economic situation and that's still really high inflation like that has to be understood and the market is digesting that, but it's it got ahead of itself, in my opinion, last week.
2: And we are seeing policymakers come out and, and basically explicitly say that. You had Treasury Secretary and former Fed Chair Janet Yellen. She took note of the market's bullish reaction and cautioned about reading too much into the positive inflation surprise. And then over the weekend, we had the Fed's Governor Waller. He came out and he explicitly stated that they've got a long, long way to go before their mandate is fulfilled. So you look at the October CPI print, and he's calling it just one data point. The Fed has to be cognizant of the market's response undoing their tightening.
1: When you look at what the Fed's mandate is, they still have unemployment at a low level. They still, in their view, are going to look at that and say, we have room to tighten without causing an economic impact, which is looking backwards. And we've talked about that before, but there's definitely from the fed standpoint room to go and they're they're likely to continue to tighten quantitative tightening will continue until you know they see something break in my opinion going back to china if they're reopening that's going to be inflationary pressure just from we've talked about this and we talked about it last week that they're going to consume goods that's going to help support commodity prices if not help drive them higher which is going to be inflationary so the fed From the standpoint of wanting to continue to tighten and raise rates, I think it's the right stance if you're going to see a China reopening.
0: Let's go around the room and uh, check our headlines. What's our headline
1: strength?
2: There's a broad-based rally on inflation declining faster than expected.
1: Headline weakness. The dollar declining. We saw approximately a 4% drop in the dollar last week compared to other currencies. What's our headline opportunity?
2: Lots of opportunities developing
1: in international equities and debt. And our headline threat. The market is starting to price in the end of a tightening cycle, which might be premature.
0: Jason Cooper, Trader and Research Analyst. Thank you. Thank you. Blaine Disrud, Trader Research Analyst. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. This is the Annex Wealth Management SWAT Podcast, Episode 25.